Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly podcast, where every week it is our goal, our aim, our mission to deliver straight to you, the people, an authentic, inspiring, creative message. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I just want to make sure that I, I, um, you know, check in on my people out there to everybody that's listening. Like I said, I hope everybody out there is staying healthy, um, practicing social distancing, um, you know, just being responsible in these times. I know there's a lot of, you know, information circling around. We're getting a lot of reports, but, you know, I just want to make sure that inside our Shape the Culture community that, you know, whatever we're doing, we're being intentional. We're being responsible about it, you know, taking care of ourselves and making sure we're taking care of each other. Um, we are a community here. We are a family. So, you know, if you need anything, if you just need a talk, need to vent, you know, you can reach out to me, of course, um, by visiting shapetheculture.org. You can reach out to me there. You can find me on all social media platforms. Um, you know, and if you do need something, you know, reach out to somebody that you trust, that you feel comfortable to. I know that these are, you know, different times, shaky times. So I just want to make sure that, you know, we pay attention to that. We check up on those that we care about and we continue to support each other. Um, if you are a first time listener here, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for taking some time to join us as you listen to this message. I hope that, you know, we're able to provide you with some security with some more belief and strength and courage in yourself, um, some determination, give you something to think about. Um, to all my continuing listeners, I just want to thank you so much for the support, for the for the support. Thank you for the the feedback, the commentary, creating the conversations with me. Um, thank you for the sharing and the reviews and the ratings that I receive. It means so much. I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you guys. Um, this week, we will be continuing our series titled Got Faith, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and we will be um, continuing the story of Daniel. We are in chapter three. But remember, this this chapter is not focusing on Daniel. It's focusing on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, and so we've been talking about faith and how faith is a practical thing and a mystical thing. Um, and we've been seeing how we can take steps of faith daily in our everyday lives and really put ourselves in positions to witness the miraculous when we take those practical and calculated steps of faith. Um, because even though faith is something that our faith is known as the concept of believing in the things that we can't see, like we talked about, sometimes we not we might not be able to see it physically, but we can feel it internally and we can see it, you know, I feel like emotionally and spiritually sometimes and mentally um, and really taking heed of that. So I'm going to continue reading from chapter three. This week, um, last week, I read from verses 1 through 19. And so this week, I will be finishing the story and I'll be reading verses 19 through 30. And they read like this. The king, his face purple with anger, he cut off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, and remember, this is because they wouldn't bow down and worship his gold statue, which means they weren't worshiping his gods. They weren't worshiping the king. And so the king told them that if they didn't do this, they would be thrown in a furnace. And last week we read that they told him that your threats do not scare us. You know, they had that faith. They were able to stand in it. Um, so let's keep reading. He ordered the furnace fired up seven times hotter than usual. He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up, hands and feet, and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring fire.
Because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot, flames from the furnace killed the very men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to it, while the fire raged around them. Suddenly the king jumped in alarmed and said, didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king, they said. But look, he said, I see four men walking around freely in the fire, completely unharmed. And the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. The king went to the door of the roaring furnace and called in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servant to the high God. Come out here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. All the important leaders, the government leaders, the king's counselors gathered around to examine them and discovered that the fire hadn't so much as touched the three men. Not a hair, not a scorch on their clothes, not even the smell of fire on them. The king said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They ignored the king's orders and laid their bodies on the line rather than serve or worship any god but their own. Therefore, I issue this decree. Anyone anywhere of any race, color, or creed who says anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be ripped to pieces, limb from limb, and their houses torn down. There has never been a god who can pull off a rescue like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. All right, so that is the whole chapter three. So between last week and this week, we've read the whole chapter three of Daniel. And we've seen in this story, it started off with three friends, Daniel's friends. And the beautiful thing about the three friends being willing to go into the furnace is that they took full ownership of their choices. And we touched on that last week a little bit, but I really wanted to focus on it more this week because we talked about last week when the three friends, you know, they're told, bow down and worship the king or you're going to be thrown into the furnace. And we talked about how if we placed ourselves in that position, you know, me, I'm not trying to go into no blazing furnace. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm really not. And so, you know, seeing the blazing furnace, the king telling me to bow down and worship, or I'm going to go into the furnace and literally I have to make a choice. I'm either going to try to finesse. I'm going to try to finagle my way out of it. Or yeah, you know what? I might be one of those people that just bows down and worships and in my head, you know, say, you know what? I didn't really mean that anyway, you know, but I just did it to save my life. It's cool. But here we see three friends who stood behind their decisions, even in the face of death. And for most of us, life might not ever get that real. Like, you know, we might never have to really choose between expressing our faith or being thrown in a furnace. You know, we might never really have to make a life or death situation like that on the spot. But every day, you know, we do have to make decisions and we have to be able to stand behind these decisions because faith is such a practical concept. It's much more than, like I said, just making a statement inside of our heads. Um, you know, and I think that's just a... A, a basic aspect of our human nature, you know, before we we take action, you know, we do make a decision inside of our heads. You know, that is the beginning of our process. But as illustrated in the story we read of the three friends, it can't just stop there. So the thought can't just be stuck in your head, you know, even something as a simple life decision. You know, I, I think with myself, sometimes I try to get into this workout mode and I try to exercise more. And I, you know, in my head, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna work out. You know, that's what I say in my head. Okay. I'm gonna work out. And I might even pick a time. I might say, okay, I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm gonna wake and I'm gonna work out. That's the first thing that I'm going to do. 
But then, you know, there's always that gap between our mental world and the real world that we have to interact in and we live in, you know, and our mind is able to make that decision. Like I said, it's easy to tell myself that I'm going to work out or, you know, maybe say, you know, I'm going to save money or, you know, that I'm going to change up some of my my habits and activities, but I still have to be able to follow up in real life. And, you know, and if I'm going to say that I'm going to work out in the morning, then I need to really wake up in the morning and yes, go work out. Um, and this story is such a beautiful illustration of what it means to really say something. And then, like I said, stand on it and be willing to feel the fire. You know, I think in everything that we do, we're going to feel some type of fire, some type of pain, some type of resistance, you know, some type of struggle, making serious life choices, life changes. It, it doesn't come easy and I don't think it ever will come easy. You know, and even though change is such a natural part of our life, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily always a smooth transition. Sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes it can get a little messy. You know what I mean? But that's just part of the process. And I think the three friends, you know, I can only imagine them standing there in front of the furnace and, you know, considering going back on their decision. You know, considering saying, you know what, you know, we might have thought we had the faith to do this, but, you know, we're going to, we change our minds. You know, we're, we're going to go, we're actually going to turn around. We're going to tell the king that we do worship. We're going to bow down. We're going to go home and we're pretty much going to act like this doesn't happen. But in order for them to close that gap for themselves, in order for them to see the true fruit of their faith, to see their faith, it really pay off and really stick and hold they had to close the gap for themselves. And closing the gap for themselves was going into the the blazing furnace. And I can imagine that when that announcement was first made, that they weren't the only ones who said they wouldn't do it. You know, we've all been in situations, whether it's in a school setting, a work setting, maybe just in family settings with your siblings and your parents, you know, where a a decision has been made from the top. And it gets passed down all the way to the bottom. And, you know, along the way, there's people like, okay, I'm not doing that. Nah, I'm not going to fold. Nah, not me. I'm not the one. But then when it gets time for everybody to really show their stuff and really, you know, walk it like how they talk it, you know, then they start, you know, falling in line. They say, oh, you know, I was just playing or, you know, I was kidding or, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But there's that gap. Like I said, there's that gap between our mental world in our, in our real world, our physical world. And I think to close that gap between the decisions that we make inside of our heads and the actions that we take in real life, closing that gap is being able to feel that fire. You know, the blazing furnace, that's just a metaphor. That's just, you know, to paint a picture for us. You know, that's just a scenario to give us the outline, the principle of the situation, but everybody's blazing furnace looks different. And we we find ourselves in front of blazing furnaces at different times in our lives. You know, that blazing furnace is really that just that that uncomfortable, that phase, that uncomfortable setting, that uncomfortable feeling of change, of doing something that, you know, might go against the grain and really not even go against the grain, but goes against your own grain, goes against what you're used to. Because like I said, faith is has to be exercised. You know, you have to demonstrate your faith. You have to exercise your faith. You have to be willing to stand on it, to step into it, to to walk with it. You know, that's why they call it a walk of faith, because it's something that you do every day 
with every step that you take. And sometimes those steps are going to lead you into a blazing furnace. But the, also the beautiful thing about this story, about this second half, is that the three friends walk into the furnace. And it's not until they get into the furnace, the door closes, and they start feeling the heat. Then that angel of God comes. You know, the angel of God doesn't come. You know, it's not like the movies and like the TV shows where, where you know, you get saved right before the danger. So, you know, right before they step into the furnace, they get snatched up and they're saved. And the king, you know, renounces his decision and has a change of heart. No, no. In real life, in reality, you have to step into the furnace first. You have to feel the fire, feel the feel the burn, you know, going back to the working out, the metaphor that a lot of people that work out use that we're all familiar with is that no pain, no gain. And there is a, there is a reality behind that. There is a science behind that. And like I said, even with faith, faith can be practical in the sense that, yeah, you will not see the rewards of faith. You cannot, you know, see something after believing it until you start walking towards it, until you start acting on it, until you start working for it. You know what I mean? You have to put in some effort first. And I lo- that's why I love this story and how it's broken down because we see that. We see them take the step of faith. In their mind, they said it first. You know, they said it in their mind first. They said, okay, we're not going to do that. Then last week we read that they had the conversation with the king. And once again, they're speaking it. They're saying, no, your threats don't, you know, bother us. We're not going to do that. Then in the second half of the story, we see them in front of the furnace. They're they're tied up. They have no they have no more options. You know the time is ticking, and one by one they get thrown, pushed into the furnace. And like I said, now they're feeling the fire. And it's not until that they feel it that's when the angel comes, and it's like, okay, you know, you took the step of faith, you stood on it, you made the decision, you walked it out. You were able to walk it like how you talked it. Now you're in this danger. Now you're in this predicament. But then something miraculous happens. And we see it just like how we saw with Daniel, that they put themselves in a position to witness the miraculous. And this is not saying that everything is always going to work out in your favor. This is not saying put yourself in life-threatening situations and it's going to work out. No, that's not what this is about. What this is about, like I said, is one being willing to feel the fire, and two, more importantly, being able to take your own steps of faith. Like I said, that looks different for everybody. And, you know, right now, like I said, my struggle is trying to get together a workout routine, you know, and I have to be able to take some steps of faith and say, you know, that this is going to pay off for me in the long run. And that even though I feel moderately healthy and I feel like I'm going to be all right, even if I don't work out, I want to better and improve myself, my lifestyle, my habits, my my mental health, my emotional health, and my physical health. You know what I mean? And so, and that feeling the fire for me is going to be getting up at 5, 6 a.m. and going for a run and then going to the gym and then still going to work and getting my activities done. And so everybody's fire, everybody's blazing furnace is different. And it's going to look different through the different situations that you're going through. But the principle of being able to feel that fire And stand in your faith resonates with whatever you're going through, whatever it is. It doesn't matter how little or how big you think your situation may be. The principle of faith is still the same. And we still have to be able to feel that fire. And so that's my encouragement for you this week. 
is that this week that you take, as you take your steps of faith, as you start feeling your flight, your fight or flight instincts kick in and you start thinking about, you know, do I really want to feel this fire? Am I really built for this? Am I really meant to take this walk of faith that you, that you have some confidence and you have some strength from this story, from this message. And you say, you know what, let me feel that fire. Let me, let me see what that feels like first. I'm like, cause like, like I said, faith has to be exercised. It has to be built up in those little practical steps you take each and every day, help you get to the bigger steps of faith as we continue to see through the story of Daniel. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week. Uh, Shape the Culture podcast, our message this week. Like I said, I hope that you found some encouragement, some inspiration as you as you took this time to sit and listen to this message. Um, I hope that you go back and you re-listen to our messages and you re-listen to the stories of Daniel and you see how through each story that his faith is growing and it's becoming more and more and it's and it's spreading and it's taking effect to his friends. And we can be encouraged from that and learn that as we take our steps of faith, you know, the faith in others continues to grow. So thank you so much. Until next week, I love you all.